Posse Packard Nation. Welcome to another episode of Grant Grassy Grassy Grant. It's been so long, Ryan Grant. So long. People oh, don't even know. They don't even so know. But look at this reunion that's going on. Look at look. Yeah. We got Ryan Grant back in the virtual building. Tom Grassy with a more cluttered desk. I mean, <laughs> the, the the people have been asking for you, Ryan Grant. They, they've yeah. been, especially during this entire off season, which was really low key. There was, there was no drama, not a lot to talk about. Um, yeah. You know, there, it really wasn't a lot, but um, they were asking about you and, and we got you back and, and I'm so happy for you to be back. And how, how has your off season been, my friend? Uh, it's been really well, you know, it's, it's gone well. Uh, a lot of time with my girls, you know, of course, um, I've had to go back and forth between Mexico because of the, the projects, but uh, um, yeah, uh, no complaints. As you know, I was, uh, I was in Wisconsin. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, I guess two weeks ago now. Um, and that was great. A week and a half ago, whatever. That was uh, phenomenal to do that. Uh, the tailgate. Modified ta- yeah, the modified tailgate tour. The, uh, I don't even know what, what they call it, bus ride or whatever. Um, <laughs> and that, that, that was good to be able to catch yeah. it with guys like James Jones, Nick Collins, and uh, Morgan Burnett. We had a blast. Um, I forgot how funny Morgan was. So that was uh, great to be reminded of that. And it was good, man. Just to kind of, it's funny. Most of the time we were like talking shop, talking about like some ball stuff. We might've talked a little bit about what's going on in the organization, just a little bit. But uh, most of the time we were talking about our kids. That's awesome. That was, that was really, yeah, that was really interesting and, and, and great to see because we were really just talking about like how we parent and what our mentality is in regarding helping our kids with sports. I love it. And how, you know, everybody thinks like, well, we're trying to go for the, oh, we want them to be this, we want to do that. And it really yes. not that at all. It was really around like, we just want our kids to just compete and just work hard. Sure. Like get better, compete, go, you know, do your best and everything else is fine. Um, so it, it, it was good. It was a really good time. And, um, you know, being a part of it and doing that and showing love to the fans is always great. And I know I, I talked to you about this while we were uh, off air but this is something that I will be advocating for once again uh, in that last year in the middle of Rossi Grant, Grant Rossi. um, We talked about how the Packers social media team was not wishing you uh, happy birthdays, but this will be something that the Grossi Posse will be advocating for once again. We have more numbers on our side now. So Packers, you know, obviously there's been no personnel issues in the past, you know, with former players. So this is something to just make <laughs> sure one. that you can do that Never. tradition uh, and just, you know, keep it a drama free zone because that's how it's been for basically all yeah. of Packers history. So we just want exactly. to continue that time honored tradition. Yeah. I think that um, a little disappointing in the past that they didn't do that. Um, especially considering their track record of just honoring forever you know, former players and really looking out for the guys that contributed to. So, mm-hmm. um, but I will say that I, I, I'm hoping that the relationships that I built with the media team over that week that I was in Wisconsin, um, we get at least a shout out. You know, that's, I don't need a post, just a shout out, just, just something. Just a shout out. Just like, hey, just Ryan Grant's birthday. Just a birthday. shout out. Like, hey, man, guess whose birthday's today? You know that's, what I mean? Oh, Ryan Grant. Ryan Grant. Done. No big deal. That's it. Or, you know what? You could kick the lazy route and just be like, HBD, Ryan Grant. That's it. Boom. That, that, that's Easy. three you know letters I mean? I'm and a, a tag. Just give me a, you know what? Put it on the story. Don't even, doesn't ooh. need a post. Like, ooh, that, now, put that's it on the story, lesser. which means it expires. They don't even have to know <laughs> they just put it on. There's no proof of it. That, yeah, that's no when we screenshot it. it. Exactly. Yeah. So Absolutely. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, <laughs> though. But I actually think I, I did put my best foot forward. So um, I know you did. 
I know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, the fruits of our labor. Now, let's talk about something, uh, because unfortunately, this offseason was not... Uh, <laughs> was not relaxing and I know that we weren't doing our show during the draft because good god if we were that would have been uh that would have been something but ever since draft night um, did you live stream during the draft oh I live streamed during the draft Ryan Grant and we had 11,000 people in there and I gotta say not a lot of people talking about the draft <laughs> not mm. not a lot of people talking about it talking about a little <laughs> something else a little, some other things yeah something and like I mentioned to you the, at, during this entire saga, which it was, it was a saga. I kept thinking back to our conversations that we had yeah. last year on air and off air in terms of like player relations, how like, you know, the player perspective and, and all of that stuff. And to kind of see this unfold in the media, which was just a firestorm of just rumors and clickbait and a whole bunch of stuff speaking for yeah. other people and all that great stuff. And then on top of that, like just to see how it a hundred percent divided the fan base because media was like, Hey, you need to choose. You're either pro player or you're pro organization, which I was like, nah, I don't want to do any of that stuff because that's just nasty. So from, tactical, very tactical. To yeah. A hundred percent. And very intentional in terms of like, from your perspective, what was it like to kind of see this all unfold this past off season and just kind of like watch things burn? Because that, that's essentially. Uh, <laughs> You're it's like, funny. this is I what you get for not be, wishing me a happy birthday. <laughs> I know, you know, it's like, well, you reap what you sow. No, um, <laughs> I, uh, initially, I think it caught everyone off guard, just unless you literally, you know, like, and maybe maybe Devontae's the only one that might be yep. caught off guard, maybe just because of the, the amount of conversations he might have with Aaron. Um, I think that, yeah, just in how it got reported by Adam and just in the general, how how things, because it, yeah, it got like the night before, right? It was like the night before. The night of. Before. It was the night, the night of the draft. Off. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And then he so. came back a week because everyone thought it was like, oh, it was this breaking news. And then the week later, he's just like, oh, no, it was a culmination of information. Yeah, then I heard that. And it was like, oh, this is not like, like just one little breaking story. It was like culmination. So, yes, um, I do remember that. Okay. So, yeah, initially it was like a, whoa. Yeah. But then when you start to think about it, and as a former player, and I started to talk with some other guys, all of us were kind of on. It was like, oh, nah, this is this is what we've all been talking about. <laughs> this is basically him being a conduit and voicing, of course, his opinion and his thoughts sure. and his quote-unquote frustrations, but based upon the perspective of many guys on, you know, numerous situations and just, you know, I think people automatically thought that it was like, oh, you know, this just happened. And it's like, no, this is years of him seeing uh, what's occurred and not being a part. And I use an example. I tell people that I was like, listen, we understand that, you know, every, from a personal aspect, the front office, you have to have a philosophy on how you do things. Sure. You know, like anything, you have to have fundamentals and how you, how you go about doing things. I think that that's fair. But if you are fortunate enough to have an employee that outperforms the entire organization. This has nothing to do with players. You have an employee that outperforms the entire organization for about a decade. You would think 
that from a business aspect, you would take into account <laughs> that employee's perspectives on things when they're playing at such a high level, they're performing. I don't, you know, I don't even use playing because I think that limits it to when sure. they're performing from a job aspect at such a high level that how they perform affects everything else that comes in that building and out of that building. You would think that recognizing the magnitude of one's performance and perspective, what that can have and taking it into account along with your philosophy. Of course. We're not saying literally allowing that employee to run Here's the helm. The yeah. yeah, that's not what you're saying. But no. you are. we're saying if you're not taking that into account and many other people have the perspective that that's not happening, it's not just solely him, um, that's a problem. And at some point in time, I think that, you know, we're as humans, when things work out, we become confirmation bias. And we've gotten fortunate that, you know, you did win. We did win in 2010. Yep. And not so much of that philosophy has changed in regards to how things were handled because it worked and trying to repeat and repeat. It's it's um, it doesn't bode for, a, uh, I think, a, you know, a positive long term relationship. And as you see, yeah, this is very much it was layered um, and compounded over years. It wasn't this was not by no means not a one time thing. Uh and we, you know, we, we knew it. So all this is why if you listen, talk about solidarity with guys and players in regards to the perspective of A-Rod. Sure. Didn't hear too many guys saying, eh, I don't really know. No, you yeah. had a lot of guys saying, yeah, we get it. We understand. Well, one of, one of the things was during this off season, because like there was a lot of radio silence, right? Like Rogers, like yeah. went on ESPN for a hot second, like mentioned about like culture and people, but other than yeah. that, like relatively stayed silent. The, the big thing that came out. Oh, and then of course you had the front office saying like, we're committed to Rogers for 2021 and beyond and blah, blah, blah. I think the biggest piece that came out and it was right on the money was from James Jones because he came out and flat out mentioned how other people left and mentioned it before, way before this press conference and was saying that, you know, there is, it's not necessarily Rogers issue with who's getting brought in the building, like a Jordan love. Yeah. It's more of who's leaving and how they're leaving. And yeah. How they're like, treating core core guys, man. Like, and yeah, you, you, you got leaders, you know, he didn't, and unfortunately he didn't name any running backs on that list of guys. But that's because we're a dime a dozen, so I understand it. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, for, I forgive you, A Rod. Our position can come and go like um, revolving <laughs> door. But um, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like you know, you got guys that are leaders, guys that were willing to take pay cuts to literally just be a part and and yeah, be a core towards helping the squad win. Sure, you know, but sticking to philosophy kind yeah. of falls in line with you know when i said we used to have we knew what the packers were going to do yeah i just bomb 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 and then they would be here you see you nice to later you know so we just there was no surprise on our end from a sense of what it was i think most guys when looking at the situation and really understanding once it was voiced that it's not about the team it's not about the players and it is more front office that's where the disconnect is we knew exactly what it was like a lot of former players knew that because it's been, it's been issues, you know, sure. there has been issues. And, it's, you know, listen, at the end of the day, for the fans, we have to, I have to frame this. 
we all love <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. everything that we love are experiencing green bay from a playing aspect and aspects of and i do think that green bay is a um top tier organization sure. in regards to many aspects and how they do things absolutely like i think they're one of the stable but it does not mean like anything that they are not susceptible to criticism and cannot be held accountable for certain things that are not done in a manner that we that that should be and you know especially when you're looking for a particular standard it's not just you're not just looking for a particular standard to play you're looking for a particular standard how you handle things and that's some of the issues when you know like we're not all prima donnas (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know what i mean we're not all prima donnas when certain times you know when you hear a culmination of guys voicing certain things and little things that say hey man this didn't sit well or hey man this didn't sit well blah 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 yeah um you start to take those things into account so and you know at the end of the day he's been here how long he's, he's been here longer than anybody else so yeah. yeah longer than anybody else so he's seen the culmination of stuff so there you go yeah i mean like and he did his homework right like he, he talked about like how he reached out to like all these different former players and like you know got their experiences before he was like you know approaching the front office with this And I think one of the things that stood out to me because, you know, Murphy wrote in his, uh, like in the beginning of this, that it has divided the fan base. And I agree, you know, as someone who is interacting with the fan base every day, you know, it's either Rogers is a diva or it's like the front office is, you know, so in the wrong and should just hear him out, what have you, right? There is that split. And I think that what was interesting to me, there was a lot of about that press conference that was interesting, but the big thing was, is Rogers like flat out said, like, I'm not asking for anything more than other QBs have gotten in the league, right? You look at a Drew Brees, you look at a Tom Brady, right? And Bruce Arians is like, hey, what receivers do you like in the draft? And even if they don't go with the guy that Brady, like, you know, said, like, I like that guy, it's showing what Rodgers was talking about. Like, it's a respect thing. And it's showing that, like, my opinion matters. And Take into account. Take me yeah. into consideration based upon who I am and what I bring to the table. Yeah, it, it, which seems like common sense it seems it seems like, like it it seems it reasonable. seems like it would be very reasonable and but also in the best interest of what you're trying to accomplish sure like because then if you're you can't just be a machine like the human aspect of you have to actually be willing to enable to adapt yeah you know like we're you're you're dealing with people <laughs> you're dealing with Correct. you know what i mean with a a social culture of individuals who have to work together on a team. You know, like we used to always say as players, if you have a coach that you feel like has your back, yeah. whether you agree with the coach or whether, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be your buddy or anything, but if you believe that he has your back, yeah. you're going to run a, through a wall for them. But if you believe that there's a disconnect and this person is, you know, he doesn't care, he's out for himself, then guess what? I'm not going to lay it on the line for this dude if I feel like he might sell me out or he might, you yeah. know, go turn the other way. And that's the same instance. So, you know, I 1000%, I think that what Tom did last year in Tampa yeah. in going to an entirely different conference and basically voicing what he wanted yep. and getting it and then winning empowered a lot of QBs from Russell yeah. Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, all these guys saying, you know what? Nah, I'm good. Like, we got to figure this out because Russell, I'm tired of getting hit. Yeah. John, I just went out, you know, and A-Rod saying, yeah, yeah, we're like, listen, I'm the best. And there should come a level of respect. It is interesting to hear, you know, 
I would like to hear the fans' perspective around the diva aspect because I don't. I understand it, but it's almost like I understand it from a literal, like, yeah, naivete, like, ignorant aspect of you. You just sure. don't understand and don't know, but not from a legitimate, like, you know, what? It, it's almost like that's where the disconnect of like the moment that they 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 look at there's all, all automatically a perspective of you get paid x amount of dollars and yes. getting paid a certain amount of money immediately like you should shut your mouth you don't get like, to should never be yeah, yeah. there should never be it. and it's like what what and the reason why i get paid these x amount of dollars is because i actually perform at a high level sure. <laughs> and market value like you know what i mean it's not like sure, sure, sure. you know there's a reason why the whole league we all you know the league makes certain amount of money because like, the league makes certain amount of money yeah um so uh i, I yeah, think it's, it's, it's just interesting I think it's like it's rooted because as I've even mentioned, you know, and and I think and you just alluded to it, too, like the way the Packers have done things has led to success. Right. Like they they have been a very successful organization. Could they have been more successful? Sure. Maybe like, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. But at the same time, like the way that they have done things, that whole mentality of like it's better to release a player like, you know, a year too early than a year too late kind of thing. That's kind yeah. of been the mantra, right? You look at like a Brian Bulaga, a Jordy Nelson, like you look at all these guys that they've let go, you know, a Clay Matthews, even people who are willing to go and like take a pay cut. Pay cut, yeah. It was like, no, because like we need to move on. And I get it from a standpoint of, right, it's a macro level decision where it's like, hey, got to worry about the future of the franchise, not just about these individual players. However, to your point, when you're talking about a guy who's been there since 2005, and as Rogers said, People are coming to Green Bay to play with me because they can win a championship. I'm the best. I'm literally you're like yeah. you. You're you can't argue. He's like I'm the best, and people are so you at that point. Yes, you have to say yes. We're building for the franchise. At the end of the day, the franchise has to think long term in regards sure. to always being successful. And that's why Jordan but Love gets have, drafted. Exactly. So, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. But you also, in the same breath, recognize, hey, we have. We're very special. We're very fortunate that for the last 32 years, we've had something so special yep. that teams are looking to get forever. Every year, every year, <laughs> every year. Yeah. You've had it for 32 years, and you're not actually adapting in that moment to say, "Hey, okay, I know we are ma- looking for the long term, but in this moment, we do have something special, and maybe we adjust a little bit in the mo- in the now." And that and that's what I think it is, right? I think that there is this blowing up or over exaggeration of what he's asking for because you know he's not asking for personnel control he's not asking for that he's literally saying like dude like if you want to sit down with me and you're going to cut jake kumaro like just say like hey we're thinking about letting jake kumaro go we'll hear yours and then you know what after you hear him you might still let him go yeah you might still let him go you know and doesn't mean take taking taking someone into consideration and taking them into account doesn't mean that you do what they say sure it literally means that, that you hear them out, you hear their perspective, you voice your perspective. And then we, you know, you, you might come to some sort of agreement or you might move on, but there's that, there's yeah. a level of respect in that. I think the the thing that you touched on and something that I kind of want to ask you about. So I'm going to switch for a hot second, but it's related to Devonte Adams, right? Yeah. So Devonte Adams had his own press conference in which he said flat out, like if they brought back Rogers, like, would he take a hometown discount? He said, no, like we're not, we're not going to do that. He said, I yeah. want to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league because I've earned that, 
right? Absolutely. And yeah. and people's response to that, some people, like some of the fan base, the response to that was like, whoa, like what happened to the loyalty? And I think that the as you mentioned, like loyalty from the business office like perspective is bought via compensation, right? It's we're giving yeah. you X amount of dollars. So because of that, you're going to play football for us until you either are not reaching that level anymore or we just cut we just, you because- Or we just don't, we don't see the, it has nothing. Correct. Listen, one, they're not mutually exclusive. So one has nothing to do with the other necessarily. Correct. And they're not binding. Correct. Which is so weird to me that fans still don't understand. It's like- They can just cut you. Like In any time, you know, I took yeah. a pay cut. The yeah. year after I got hurt, we won the Super Bowl. And I got it. And they were like, yeah, we paid you a bunch of money to basically while you were hurt. And I was like, yeah, but I earned that money because I ran for what I ran for. Correct. And you, you sent me that contract. So I yeah. hit my escalators. Yeah. So it wasn't like I didn't earn the money you paid me, but clearly because I got hurt, they felt like, oh, so I took a pay cut. Sure. And yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like Devante is the best in the game. He deserves to be paid like the best in the game. Yeah. And that to me, the, this is why if you look at players, all players say, oh, "Yo, get your money," because at the end of the day, what this can do in regards to your livelihood, your family, changing, like there are so many players that are hall of firm, hall of fame guys, and we're loyal, 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 and have nothing. Yeah, because and there's the such a the limited day, window where you can could, yes. like actively earn that money, right? Yeah, and it's like what loyal, like people have to understand, like. Loyalty is not how it goes. But it's Most always, of the time, we don't we don't choose to to choose the team that drafted us. Sure. And they're, it's they're only loyal. You know, you, your loyalty and your perspective is based upon the type of experience that you've had. Plain and simple. That's very true. And it's and also if we're talking loyalty, it can't be a one way street, too, right? Yeah. Like in time, that's what I said. If it's not binding, it's like, what are you loyal to? Yeah, like you can't say like Devontae Adams, you need to be loyal to the Green Bay Packers. And at the same time, you know, back the Packers when they're not loyal to one of their players, right? Because like it, it doesn't work like that. So I think if they're just- said, Yeah, especially when there's when there's context of like guys over years, like you just hear guys saying, yo, yeah, not really fun. Are you trying to say that every now and less some fans have the perspective that immediately professional athletes, just in general, all prima donnas and divas, sure. whatever, that's fine. I think there's just a disconnect from a human aspect. Like we didn't become who we who we are by being divas and all prima donnas, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, but you know, we worked really hard, <laughs> like supremely, you know what I mean, like hard at what we've done and continue our craft. We're very professional. A lot of us were professionals in our craft when we were little kids in our mentality of how we went about things. But they believe that we owe sure. them something, you know? And I think that it's because you can't they see this entity versus the human. And then they are, it's, it's a really interesting thing. It's almost like the, the idolization yeah. then becomes like the condemning aspect. Sure. You know, and this, the same, the same point and reason why they idolize athletes is the same thing that actually will make them deter athletes. You know what I mean? Anything well, because the yeah. moment that the moment we, they love us because of our, oh my goodness, our greatness and what we We're do. So good, but then yeah. when we actually show our, our separation in the sense of, no, I'm actually not. <laughs> like, I am great. And I know my value. Yeah. 
it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Stay in your lane, buddy. Humility. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute. No, this is my lane. And you. Yeah. And the reason why I know this is my lane because you praise us. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, there is that. So yeah. um, if there's not, there's, there's not like an honesty on both ends in regards to that relationship, then you're always going to see a disconnect like that. But, you know, I'm always on the, on the side of the, the, the players. And uh, I don't even if I'm one of those guys that even if I believe that a guy is overpaid, good for him. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm all for because get sure. your money. And like, to me, you, you deserve whatever you can get. So when people say, oh, you don't deserve that. I'm like, did he get it? I'm like, he deserved it then. <laughs> yeah. Cause then in that case, then you're like, well, then the front office shouldn't have paid him. Like, right. Like, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's on them. So yeah, you can't, yeah. you know, and then feel a certain way. So, so real quick before we kind of like wrap things up, cause we could talk for an hour and a half at least, but, yeah, you know, we, uh, <laughs> In terms of one of the things that Rogers said was that it was an effort to kind of like usher in some change, right? Yeah. He wanted to be used as potentially a recruiter. He wanted to be kind of just like have some like, hey, like this is what I see, you know, in terms of personnel of like, just run it by me or like just get my opinion from it. But it, it was kind of this theme of like ushering in change. And when Randall Cobb got brought in that was looked at as a oh my goodness like Aaron Rodgers has all this control over personnel and Goody said two things one said that like without Aaron we're not going and trading for Randall Cobb and two like he Goody has not given up any personnel control whatsoever so I'm curious to kind of like get your standpoint as a player that has played in Green Bay you obviously know Aaron and all of that do you think that this is going to cause a slight shift in the way the Packers do things? Or is it going to be after Rogers is gone, it's going to be back to like the traditional business as usual. I think it's business as usual. Okay. And that's one of those situations where nobody's talking about that. We're talking about the now (laughs) and the fact that you have Aaron Rodgers. You want to talk, why would we talk about how you maneuver from philosophically, you know what I mean, from the philosophical level, from a management level on that, without Aaron? Who cares? Right now we have Aaron and you want to make the most of what you have. So to me, that is kind of like null and void and who cares? Like it's actually, it makes no sense to even like waste energy thinking about how they're going to maneuver post. Yeah. Because... It's, it's, a, it's a totally answer. different, totally different situation. It'll be a to- yeah. like literally, like until love proves that you know you're literally going to say, oh, it's a totally different situation. It's not like Aaron every year has been saying this from 2005. Sure. <laughs> like, hey, I want to be a part. You'd be yeah. like, well, prove it that you deserve. You know what yeah. I mean? Prove it, prove it. Proved and then it. when he proved it year upon year, he's proved it. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we're saying, you know. Um, but I do personally think it's going to go back to business as usual. Yeah. I, I'm, I am curious. I mean, we talked about this kind of like off air and how we think that this is going to end and, you know, how, you know, the, the contract, the way that contracts are situated, you know, and, yeah. and how this is kind of coming to a head. Like I've been telling fans, like, enjoy this while it lasts, because like, I, I mean, the Green Bay Packers could look very different next year and most likely will look very different next year. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Just enjoy it, like you said, while you got it. Yeah, enjoy it. This is what, listen, fans, pack fans, enjoy it. Just because you, we've, we've been able to be a part of something special and witness some really phenomenal players. And Aaron 
you know, you, it's very fortunate. And I know it's, it's hard to really experience it and really put it in perspective. But for the last 32 years, the Packers have experienced top 10 quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Yeah. It's unheard of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, yes. And I understand that it has not um, manifested the amount of Super Bowl wins and Super Bowls that you want. But within quarterback play, it has been magnificent and really um, unfathomable to be able to accomplish that. So enjoy it. Nothing lasts forever. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, guys coming out. This team is very talented, has a lot to, um, you know, there's a lot of people on board that are expecting to step up. Um, so it, it's, it's a, I think it's one of those years that even more, appreciate it all because of everything that, you know what I mean? The accumulation yeah. of things involved on it from the talent level. It would be one of those things that like, if it was one of the situation regarding Aaron and all that, but the talent level wasn't that it'd be like, enjoy Aaron and just enjoy sure, you sure, watching. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? But it's like, no, you this is, enjoy this. Enti- this is, has the combination yeah. to be something special just because you know, what's the potential of everything going around Correct. and moving and stuff like that. So really it's like, you know, when you know, if you if you knew that things were going to change in any aspect of your life, that you something that you really loved, yeah, you might you might care a little more in that moment. Might appreciate a little bit we, more. We, exactly. We don't you know we don't appreciate something until we know it's gone. But now we kind of know that things will be different in in some or many capacities. So enjoy it, fans, because um, I will. I'm gonna, I'm looking forward to it. It's not like one of those like oh no, I'm I'm looking forward and I'm excited yeah. about guys because I think they're gonna be playing their butt off. Oh yeah, competing uh because guys knows what at stake and when things are at when when you know when the stakes are high it just makes things even even more worth it yeah so, as a professional athlete i will tell you that's the perspective when the stakes are high it's like oh man it just makes it even more sweeter so yeah. let's go get it and uh yeah i'll get after it i mean like just to close it out it's like randall cobb said it right like he doesn't care how many catches he gets he doesn't care any, like awards He's there to win a ring, right? He didn't want to win. You know, he's he's Them there dudes to want to win, man. Yeah, yeah. they want to win. Are, he like, want, yeah, I know, I know. Cobb wants to. I don't think anybody can, can question that dedication on that team by a single player. Like they are there to win a Super Bowl this year. Yeah. So they they've already performed at such a high level. They know what that is. Yep. And yeah. Now it's time to go so, get one. <laughs> go get it. Go get it done. Mr. Ryan Grant, a pleasure as always. Please tell the peoples where they can find you and all the things that you do. Uh, where you can find me on Twitter. What's my name on Twitter right now, man? Uh, I haven't, I haven't done this. Uh, Ryan Grant 25. No. Yeah, Ryan Grant 25 on Twitter. On Instagram, it's ryan.grant. That's the one. Um, that's it. I said Facebook, feel free, but I probably won't respond. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man, that's it. You can... DM me, you know, you got, I get some interesting fan DMs. <laughs> they try to, I don't give them much, but they hit me asking for the inside scoops. They're like, Hey, what do you think? And I'm like, eh, eh, who knows? Well, check out Grassy and <laughs> Yeah. Buddy. I get well, grassy, uh, but, um, we'll have, we'll have you back. We'll, 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 we'll do this again, bud. So. Yeah, of course, man. We always, we have a good time. Of course. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, go pack, go. Go pack, go. There you go. Yeah.